With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Father Knows Something. Tonight, we have Miss Morgan. We got Mr. Justin. And uh, I kind of want to share with you a little bit about our week of last week and this week, because it's been a little interesting. And I think that you guys are maybe interested in some of my nonsense. So I'm going to share it with you. First of all, uh, we made Justin really work on the show last week because apparently uh, my belly was popping through my shirt. And we finished the recording and Justin was watching it and said, oh my God, you got to come check this out. And I looked and I said, Oh, well, I'm going to have to suffer it. Everyone's going to pick it up and they're going to start talking about dad's belly. And if you go to the last week's show, you'll see where Justin, you know, had to kind of paste in a picture over my belly so nobody saw it. So see if anybody can pick it up. <laughs> oh, you can pick it up. <laughs> you can see it. Yeah. So I just, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I am far from perfect. And, you know, last night, Morgan and I had a heart to heart about, you know, growing up and some of the things that she went through and, and it's, don't think that your dads won't sit down and and allow you to really air yourself when you're when you're going through something because the things that I may have done that certainly affected her and some of her feelings you know I sat down and and listened to it and took it to heart and said I I see it and you know what can we do about it to make things you know for our lives progress easier and better so I hope that if you guys have any of these kind of things that you're going through, that you can follow up with your dad and or parents and see if you can make some resolution for it. And send it in to us. Uh, the socks this week? Yes. Uh, this week's socks, uh, I did, if you look at my cuffs and my socks, there's an expression, sometimes people dye their hair and they say, do the, do the socks and the cuffs match? So this is in honor of you that may not have the socks or may have the socks and the cuffs that match. So there you go. Okay. Wow. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Quite the intro. Killing yeah. the game. Yeah. Well, today's episode is a familiar theme. We are going back to love and what ifs. Loves and what ifs. The biggest episode we have had to date. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so I'm only staying in for this first one today, and then I'm turning it back over to Justin. But this first story I found, and I was like, oh my God, okay, I need I need to read this one. And you're not going to stay in the chair for the rest of them? I don't think so. I think you guys will have the rest of them covered. Even though She's they may, out. Even though they may want to look at you? I'm going to take a nap. Oh, yeah. And, some, and by the way, some people don't really realize that when you say I'm tired, I got to let you guys know, Morgan is truly, truly committed to make sure that the two podcasts are air, are are shot, properly edited, and prepared to be aired. So you guys can really see it. So sometimes you know she's working 16, 18 hour days in front of the computer editing and preparing. And I have to tell you, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know if anybody could sustain that. So uh, That's okay. She, Justin's editing this one. Okay. Well, I just want everyone to recognize <laughs> that there's a lot of work that goes into these that we, and myself included, may not recognize. That it's only until after I was watching what you do to really appreciate that these shows are really prepared. And it's not like we're killing it, making money with this thing. We do it because we love the people and we love doing. And I love mm -hmm. the fact that, that the comments that you guys make 
really do feed me to make me know that I'm doing good for the world. And, and I'm glad that you're there to read it and appreciate it. And you too, Morgan and Justin. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so this first one, I mean, this is what movies are made out of when you read this story. So buckle up, guys. Okay. Buckle up. Ready? Yeah. Are you going to do it too? Sure. Oh. Okay, what about the shoulder shoulder harnesses? Nice. Okay. We, We are buckled in. You look prepared. We are. Okay. Dear Jerry, I hope you are doing amazing as per usual and that Morgan, Justin, Lauren, Alejandra, and in general, the THT family is thriving. I messed up. I got involved with my guy best friend, let's call him Dave, around a year ago, and I just don't know how to handle this anymore. I usually ask my dad for advice related to guys, but in this case, it's impossible as Dave is the son my parents never had. And I just don't know how to talk to them about this. Dave is 25 and I am 26. We have been friends since we were 12 and 13. It is the three of us in the group, Dave, my other friend, Mary, and I. We have been inseparable ever since we became a little group and went on many adventures together through a youth movement we all were involved in. The three of us have all had different boyfriends slash girlfriends during this last decade or so, and in many occasions, we've had issues with our significant others due to jealousy of how close we three are, but we always insisted that nothing would ever happen between us because we just didn't see each other like that. Dave has always been a penis-free guy friend for me, or so I thought. A year before COVID hit, he moved to a different country to pursue his master's, and he is currently getting his doctorate. He would come visit every year during Christmas time, and we would all pick back up where we left off. However, last year, 2021 December to 2022 February, something shifted. Mary was working full-time while I was on vacation with my job, so Dave and I spent a lot of time together, and suddenly I started to feel so deeply connected with him that it overwhelmed me. One day, we were drinking at Mary's place, and after she passed out, Dave and I cuddled, and one thing led to another, dot dot dot, we didn't go all the way, but you probably get the picture. Next morning, we brushed it over and deemed it as a we were too drunk to even give it a second thought type of situation. But we couldn't stay away. We ended up messing up three more times. So we finally decided to talk it through. After spending a weekend, just the two of us, we realized we had feelings for each other and that it simply wasn't lust. We also came to the conclusion that although we couldn't admit it in the past, we probably had feelings in different moments while we grew up, but we were both too scared to lose our friendship to admit it. We were going to try a long-distance relationship while he finished his doctorate, but as he is just in his second year, we agreed to not close ourselves off to other things. We agreed to not disclose these to anyone in our friend group, not only Mary, but none of our friends or families, and we weren't sure if it would actually work out, and we didn't want to stir drama without need. We agreed that if we made it to his next visit, we would talk to everyone. Along the way, I fell madly in love with him. Turns out that the movies are right. Loving your best friend is on a whole different level, and it is so, so easy because you already accept them as they are, with their strengths and their weaknesses. All great up till then. But the past has a way of messing us up. I got scared as I fell more and more in love because I just couldn't ignore how two previous long-distance relationships I've had not only didn't work, but crashed and burned. I couldn't really talk to anyone about everything I was feeling, so I just bottled it up. I got scared at the prospect of losing him forever if things got even more serious, and we weren't able to actually pull off the long distance for three more years. So, I started to pull away in hopes that I could stop feeling in love with him. I ended up hurting him as he was feeling the same way, and he took it as me rejecting him. We eventually talked about it, and the friendship went back to more or less what it was, although way colder. Right before Christmas, he called to tell me that he started seeing someone and that he wanted me to know as it took him nearly four months of her pursuing him until he finally decided to give it a shot, as he just couldn't get me out of his head. 
I felt an icy rush through me, and something inside me broke. I'd hoped that when he came back to visit for this Christmas, we would pick up where we left off, and maybe this time, after talking to my loved ones, I wouldn't get so much in my head and self-sabotage. But he decided not to come home for the holidays in order to put some distance between us and go on a trip with his new girlfriend to the south of the country where they are. The thing is, Jerry, I just can't get him out of my head, and now I regret more than ever pulling away. I'm scared to even think that I might have lost my one true shot to get my happily ever after, forever, and now I just don't know how to move on. I've tried going on dates with other guys, but they all seem dull and tarnished when compared to Dave. I had a lot of thoughts going through this. The first thought that I was having in the very beginning or the middle of the story is that when you guys were going through this, the the post opening the window, as I call it, mm-hmm. and letting the genie out of the bottle, that being said, as you started to pull back, you needed to, look, you guys were friends before you were lovers. And if you took on a lover and you were feeling this, who would you have told? You would have had a conversation with Dave, your friend, and said, Dave, this is what's going on with Bob. And I don't know. And, and you would have had a dialogue with him so you guys could really talk through that friendship and those emotions. When you went through these emotions, you were talking to everybody but Dave. At first, no, at first she wasn't talking to Dave. She did then talk to Dave. But in the beginning, she was talking to everybody else. No one. She wasn't talking to anyone. Oh. She was bottling it all up. Oh, but then she did talk to some of her other friends, she said. No? Just Dave. Okay. Well, I thought I heard that she was talking to... I, I misunderstood that, that part. But the bottom line, she was not talking to Dave about it then and there. She was just trying to trying to work it out in her head and trying to you know separate herself and see what would happen. So that is the first thing you did wrong. Now, I always said something else in my, and, and I've said this to all my kids and, and anybody, a relationship is all bets are off until I say I do. And even sometimes after they say I do, the bets aren't off. So the fact that he has seen somebody is in a relationship, I, I can't imagine that he is not going through thoughts regarding this. And you guys have to come to conclusion by having your dialogues and your honest conversations about where you are with your friendships and where you are with your uh, intimacy for one another. And maybe the intimacy might be gone. Maybe it it's still there. But with your going in and out and not knowing where you are, you got to be putting that guy on total alert in his subconscious. What the hell's going on? Because she's in, she's out, she's in, she's out. I'm scared shitless. I'm vulnerable. I don't want to lose her friend. All these different things. Now we're going to talk about the relationship of the friendship and your parents. The, the fact that he is your dad's son that, he, that never happened, that should not change. You guys, before anything, you have that foundation of friendship. Once you guys are honest and open about it and work through that, without that expectation, and you accept whatever the direction is going to be with somebody else in your life or you're in your lives, that will, that will be work itself out with your, with your dad and your mom and him, because he's still part of the family. He's still part of your, um, your nucleus. He he's been there for since you were 12 or something like that. So that, that doesn't have to change because you guys were intimate. You opened a door to a beautiful thing as you, as you're well aware of, if you guys can't get back there, you're going to be mature adults about it and, and figure that out together and accept whoever they are have in their life. Because the most important thing is both of you want the right lover to share their lives with, the right partner to share their life with. And you guys will figure out either we are the right partner to share our lives or we're not the right partners to share our lives. But that doesn't mean we can't love one another and have our friendship where we do care about one another, just not as that one unit of, as a couple. Mm-hmm. So that's my thoughts. I think, I think this is far from over. I just think that the he's compensating, like he's just trying to distract himself and trying to maybe consider a life where they never ever get together. But I feel like it's coming. 
I feel like his his relationship's going to fall apart. She won't be able to get over the thoughts. It's going to happen. I think it's probably like, it's bound to, and I don't I don't think it's the worst thing if it does because if it ends up working out, then perfect, right? Then everything, then it's like this dream happily ever after fairy tale kind of thing. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't end up working out with him, but you tried, you remove all the feelings, all the what ifs, you tried, and now you work together to get back to a friendship, Okay, right? And then that's kind of like long-term possibility. Or if this girl is really his true love and they fall in love and that whatever, probably very unlikely, but possible. If that were to happen, then I don't think you missed your one shot at a true fairy tale thing. Yes, it, there's, it's rare that you become super close with people in life. Mm -hmm. You only probably get a handful of people like that in any given lifetime. With that no, understood, it doesn't mean you can't meet someone eventually. So I have a question for you too. My question is, do, does she have the conversation now with him? Yeah. Or, do, or does she let him f fall and, and fail or whatever it is? No. I agree with you. Shoot I, your shot. I say that you guys are close enough. You have enough, you have enough uh, meat underneath your feet. You guys got a, enough ground. You got to sit down and have, a, have a, a, an adult conversation with one another. Absolutely. Well, and our writer's ideal outcome is my truly ideal outcome would be for us to be able to be together, both physically and relationship-wise. But as I doubt that could actually happen because of how deeply I messed up, for me, being able to move on without losing him as a friend would be the second best. Thank you for reading, taking the time. I know this was exceedingly long. By far the longest one we I think we've picked. We we have a hard time picking. I love up. this, this song. No, it's good. Um, and, but, and it's a simple. It, it's a short answer. Yeah. yeah, I I just think I like the only like a quote that came to mind for me when I was reading this one is it's from uh, the Cinderella story with Hillary Duff in it, mm -hmm. and it's like a quote on the the dad's diner, and it's like. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. Mm -hmm. And it's like, why not shoot your shot? Like, yeah, you might damage your friendship, but like you could have, you could have it all. She's not going to damage her friendship. No, but like in like, yeah, that was her fear at the beginning. It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. some people do try to date and they don't, they don't come back from that. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is, that is a reality. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're so close with this person and you love them so much and you're in love with them. Why not go for it? Yeah, long distance is hard, but those two past relationships you were in weren't Dave. You didn't have a 13-year-long friendship already with those those other two people. So shoot your shot. I ha I, I have the I have the word or the sentence in an easy phrase. Look, be naked. When I say be naked, it isn't about having your clothes on or, or off. It is about having your emotions exposed or non-exposed. If you are friends and you can be brutally honest with one another and truly talk to each other that way and communicate, there is no way that your friendship or your... Int what, the friendship will definitely survive. I can't tell you where you guys will end up the other way, but you certainly will be friends and as close today, or if not closer than what you, you know, were yesterday. It, it, yeah. it, it's a no lose. I, I agree. I really think the only thing you can do to hurt him is withhold information like you did. That's and right. And the fact that like you're being hot and cold and like you didn't want to lose him. So you were kind of pulling away. Don't for anyone out there. Don't do that. Always like, Always share your feelings because yep. you're only going to make that situation 10 times worse. People can't read minds mm -hmm. and we're going to notice if people pull away or they're not talking to us as much. And that's not a good feeling. You're only going to do more damage that way. Mm -hmm. And I get you are scared and it seems like he's really, really hurt and still kind of just reeling from all of that. But I would definitely intervene and say how you feel before this other relationship gets any more serious. I, I have one more word to, to truly recognize. Don't manipulate the situation. If you're honest and naked, as I use that word, and you disclose yourself 
and you're truly honest, no one could be angry. The relationships that I've had where I've been in love with somebody and it didn't work out where we couldn't even be friends was simply because that person could not be totally transparent as friends should be transparent and -hmm. they should talk to one another. Yeah. And if that can't happen, then that's where it falls out. And that's where you fall off the branch of the tree. You're now on the ground. And if it's moved, I mean, we can use a thousand different, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, clever, you know, sentences, but that's simply the reality of it. So definitely bear your soul, be honest, be, be your, be a friend that can communicate with your friend, let alone your lover with mm-hmm. your friend. Yeah. I mean, this is literally new girl, Nick and Jess. Yeah, it it's is. It's the exact, it's that plot. It's the same. And it's, it's going to be good. Like or just, Schmidt and Cece in some ways, but really it's the Nick and Jess story. Yeah, it is. And there's no point to be scared. I, it sounds like this is the real deal and I'd go for it. I would absolutely go for it. Absolutely. She has to go for it. Yeah. You're going to you're gonna regret it for the rest of your life if you don't. Well, you'll never have a true relationship. No. Like, I don't think you'll ever find... You will... If you don't go for it, you will fall into what you're feared, what you're fearing. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what'll happen. You'll always be wondering, what if? And by the way, if you don't think your parents know something's amiss, you're... Parents know. So you can be certainly honest with your dad and have a conversation. Let him know where you're at. Because we we feel you. We know when there's stress. We we may not pressure you until you're ready for it, but we all know it. And we and at least dad's like this dad. And maybe and I hope your dad as well. Obviously, your dad is that kind of dad because he 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 loves the guy that you love. So you know, the, he they won't hold it against him long as they know that there's no lying and it's all truth and and that's what really matters. And there's understanding and compassion for one another. Mm-hmm. What father what father couldn't wish for if it doesn't work one way that they at least have their friendship if 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 my if my kids and I look at Justin as one of my kids too. The two of them, if they can't have honesty between them and be there for one another and love one another, intimate or just friends, then there's a problem. So, But we'd still be friends. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not us, but we'd still be friends. Well, I I believe, as long as there's honesty and and there was no deception, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, I've had friends that I became friends with their friends and their friends. And, you know, and I said, you know, I don't want to lose the new friends I have because we quit dating. Right, I know. You know, but sometimes it just, it didn't work out that way. And it's sad because you had people that you really enjoyed being with and talking to and and sharing with. So that shouldn't be the penalty. Yeah. Long as you're honest and no one one was deceptive. That's the biggest problem is deception because that's manipulation. Even even getting down to giving the, your your wrong age on on a dating site, so you manipulate that person to call you or catch catch you, you know, be honest. Tell them first word out of my mouth. Well, I now that I snagged you, at least you really should know the truth. And I hope that you'll you know, now that I snagged you. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but you know the truth is the truth always prevails. It's manipulation, and I and I am. Being, and I'm sure you've been in the dating world, Morgan, you were in the dating world when you had someone that manipulated you. Didn't you not want to have anything to do with them at the end of the day when they manipulate you, lied to you or, 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 or twisted you to do something? Yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to see though, until you're out of the relationship. Um, But I don't think, I don't think her not sharing her feelings was manipulative I just I agree with that. I just think was she was fear, overwhelmed and fear. fear. Yeah, scared. And so get out get over the fear and put trust because relationships are all about trust mm-hmm. and friendship is about trust. Yeah. They will not judge you. They will support you. Yeah. If they're your friend. Boom. Okay, handing it over to Justin. I'm going to go just lay down and relax. Bye. Bye Mogi.
but get out of here. You don't want me to leave. Get out of here. Are you sure? You're, you're my daughter. I love you. I'm happy. If you want to fall asleep right there in the chair, knock out. We don't care. It's a thought. You don't. You don't have to partake if you feel that. If you feel compelled by something in the story that you feel that you have to jump in, jump in. Otherwise, just pass out and just chill. Okay, I'll just chill. All okay. right. <laughs> Nighty night to I snoring think, Mark to well, snoring some, Morgan. Some people listen to this podcast to fall asleep, so this is this might be helpful. Well, let's see if it works for you. Okay. Number two. I'm ready for you, buddy. Hello, Jerry. I found this podcast through THT and I'm so happy I did. I love hearing your advice. On to my issue. I, 27 female, have been dating my significant other, 32 male, for seven and a half years now. We are not married. Uh, the past year has been a rough one for us as we keep running into the same bumps. We are almost complete opposites in a lot of ways. A couple of them being that I am very affectionate and playful and always a glass half full kind of girl. While he, on the other hand, is not super affectionate and can be very negative sometimes. For example, a lot of times he'll be hanging out on the couch and I will express my love by kissing him or smiling at him, telling him I love him, things like that. And while most of the time he does accept my affection, it feels like he's forcing it and doesn't actually enjoy it. Or sometimes is just flat out annoyed. It's brought on many fights. I've brought it to his attention many times when it wasn't a fight, and his response is always that he's too exhausted because he works full time to be able to give me the same affections back. But to me, these things aren't something that takes energy. It's just something I do without even thinking about it. And it just leaves me feeling very undesired. We are two very different people in the bedroom as well. I am more spicy. I like to try new things while he loves routine. When I ask him to try new things, he says it makes him feel dumb. We don't even have sex with the lights on, usually in the same positions, etc. I am just feeling at a loss of what to do. I love this man and I want to be with him. I've poured so much time in and we have grown together in so many ways. I'm not sure if these issues are just normal after being with someone for so long and I'm just expecting too much. He was not like this in the beginning of the relationship or maybe he was, but it was so new that everything still felt exciting. Anyway, I'd love your advice. Thank you for reading. Well, I certainly understand when you are preoccupied with life's pressures. And, you know, I can't speak for him because I'm not him. Right. And we all have our own little gig uh, that makes us open our eye or does our launch or whatever you want to, makes us behave the way we do. I will say that maybe, I don't know if you guys have tried to get away, just literally stop the grind and, you know, go away and see with, with the pressure gone, if you can even afford it or pull it off somehow. I don't know if you work and you can contribute and, you know, relieve that pressure from him. But even if you, by starting by having a conversation about, life's pressures to see really where he is at and not come at him as a lover, but come, come at him as, you know, simply your a support person of support and friendship to say, I just really need to know what's going on with you, how we as a couple can, can help one another mm -hmm. because I don't want to see you stress, honey. And if I can be a part of the solution, it's, it solves our problem. Because if this is what life is going to be for us and we can't get beyond this, how can we think about having a marriage, possibly having children, if that's what you guys want, yeah. or other things? Because you can't get through the this, this blockage. Right. Now, I know that sometimes in some relationships, I've been very affectionate. And some relationships, in all reality, it has not been that way. And I have had different pressures in my life at that time mm -hmm. to decide where I was when these different things happen. Also, for some reason, it could be the chemistry of the persons that, that, that I was with at the time that, you know, drives that as well. So, you know, brutal honesty is something that's really important to, yeah. fig to figure that out. Maybe there's things that goes on in your relationship that has him triggered 
that he is just bearing that feeling and saying, you know, I can, I can deal with that. And it's, but it, it bugs him. Yeah. Yeah. I think, go ahead. Well, I think after, you know, seven and a half years, especially, I think something that is not really thought about a lot is that when you are in a long-term relationship, you start to not see a big, like you start to zero focus in like a microscope on little things that bug you. Mm -hmm. Whereas kind of when you're first starting, it's you are looking at the person as a whole and an overall situation. But after being with someone for a while, you start to like really like the, the little tiny things that you didn't even notice before maybe, Mm -hmm. or you didn't care start to really bother you. But really, if you think about it, if you started going and looking for other people, Sure, maybe you find someone better. But the reality is sometimes you got to take a step back and look at it as the big picture and are these things big enough mm-hmm. for you to say, yes, I think I may be able to go find something better or you know, like you said, start with bringing it out in the open. If someone mm-hmm. doesn't know they're doing something that's bothering you, how can they fix it? Sometimes it's not even the little thing that bugs you. It was something different and bigger. And because you haven't dealt with that, true, you're you're looking at the nitpicking thing, and it, it sidetracks you. To, mm-hmm. But either way, it's deteriorating the the relationship, right? And that's where you have to really figure out if if and, and it may not be any. This may be the real him. We well, don't know that either. Well, and here's the thing: ideal outcome to hopefully be able to work this out. Besides those issues, we are perfect, right? And also anything else. We have two kids. I've tried to get him to do couples therapy. He refuses due to a past experience. Well, couples therapy was certainly in my mind the whole way. And we were getting there. Right. Because it's definitely something that that probably has to happen. Um, Morgan, in, in, in my conversation last night, was regarding just growing up and some of the, the behaviors when I when I moved away and came to Los Angeles, which she went through and her brother went through. And when she went off college, some of the issues that you know she went through and, and her brother went through. Mm-hmm. And I said, maybe we should all just go for some family therapy. And I go, I'm down if, 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 if whatever you want to do. And so I brought it up to her brother today. And he said flatly, I am not interested. Right. And I said, why not? What do you have to lose? Time. He said, you have no time to lose. I go, it might be kind of fun. But his subconscious is not allowing it to open up. So whatever that pain is for him, whatever that pain may be, he is not willing to acknowledge it or want to confront it or deal with it. He's just going to ignore it, says it's not going to change anything. This is where we are today. And it's all matter of fact. And I just, you know, I I didn't want to close the door on it. I just kind of let it go for a while. And I said, well, you know, give it some thought and- Plant the seed. Plant the seed. So, you know, you, you certainly recognize that there is an issue. The fact that you have two children together, which we did not know earlier. Right. Because I said, if you ever want to go further and get married and have children- they now have kids. That's right. And now there's more. There's more things to consider, especially with 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 that that relation. I mean, call it a marriage, call it whatever you want. That family, it's a family for that family unit. Yes. And there are some definite needs to really uncover some of this stuff. And there's no doubt that when you get kids involved in a relationship, and you're a lot of the romance changes. Your focus isn't about romance. Your, fo- your focus is survival of the family. Mm-hmm. And some people haven't mastered how to go out and date each other. And then, you know, you know, 20 years later, after these kids have gone off to school and you're home with the guy you're with, you're looking at them and go, what the hell made me attracted to you? Because you guys didn't allow it to grow. Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of issue going here. And I think that family therapy would really, really help. Yeah. She kind of goes back and forth in the writing as, you know, we are complete opposites in many ways. But besides these, she keeps referring to these issues as bumps, which Mm -hmm. is small, right? Little bump in the road. Mm -hmm. And then, um, but to me, these things aren't something that takes energy. So it's like, you know, it, it seems like these are little things that could over time 
slowly deteriorate. I got a question. The for big you. picture. We've had a lot of rain. You've noticed that on our roads, mm-hmm. and we've had little bumps in our roads. You know, from you know the buses going over and this and that. They're bad now. And all of a sudden, they're fractures. Yeah. And your tire goes into the hole, and it comes out with a broken rim. This could be the relationship. It might be a little bump in the road, but it can it can exacerbate itself and grow to be to be something that will fracture your relationship and your unit. Yeah. So don't take this lightly. The fact that you're writing into this tells me you you recognize this. You recognize the problem. Let's not excuse and find excuses for it. Let's find the solutions so we really can get to where you need to get. Well, I'm. I was waiting to see if you'd say this because What's usually that? this type of story brings this up for you. I think they're in need of something that breaks them out of this routine. Mm-hmm. Some wild thing, like you used to say, oh, let's just go camping. Let's do something. Mm-hmm. Figure out someone to take care of the kids. Go do something wild. Mm-hmm. Get out of the country. Go do a wild trip. Mm-hmm. If it's, you know, if, if finances are an issue, find a way to do that where you're, you know, you're no flights and whatever. Maybe go for a road trip. Mm-hmm. Do something that's within your financial ability, mm-hmm. but go do something weird, something it, you've never done together. It, it It is critical that you do things together. It is critical that you find a new thing that you guys can grow like you're dating again yeah. to find those common interests to have fun. Like go skydiving. Yeah. Like just do something crazy together that can, and, you know, and, and bring more, back those old feelings. Find a hobby that you guys will really enjoy together. You got to do something that's going to tie you together that you're able to laugh and get away from the mundane yes. worries. Yes. I agree. Okay. Number three. Okay. I've been talking to a guy every day for over six months while we both talk to other people. We both have feelings for each other. Two months ago, we were out at the bar and it slipped out. I told him I loved him and he said it back. I'd forgotten about what happened because I didn't want to believe it was true. Since then, we continue to talk every day and see each other. We ended up spending New Year's Eve together and stayed up talking until 9 a.m. the next day. This is when he said, I think I know you love me and I love you, but damn, I'm drunk. I was so lost for words, so I just kissed him and we continued talking all night into the morning. I'm really unsure about our relationship. I don't know if he wants to be in an I don't know if he wants to be in an exclusive relationship, but I do. Why would he say he loves me if he doesn't want to be in a relationship together? Mm-hmm. My ideal outcome would be that he would want an exclusive relationship with me, but only if he will be loyal with me. We were both 22 years old and went to high school together, then worked at the same place for a while. We started talking after I got out of I got out of a 10-month relationship. He is currently struggling with his relationship with alcohol, and I want to be able to support him because I know he has a bright future, but not if he continues these toxic habits. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt that he, when he first said, God, I love you, and it was uh, New Year's, but I'm drunk. I took that as God, I, I love you. And I'd love to, you know, devour you, but because I'm, you know, we're drunk, I want to, I want to make it more special. Yeah. That's the way that I first got that. The fact that he is having an alcohol issue and he's having a problem, you know, confronting some of these feelings and talk openly about what's going on in his life tells me that the alcohol is covering some something. He may have some pain. I like, I don't, I mean, this is, a 13 second evaluation. I have no idea. And by the way, I have no professional training. So this is just life experience speaking. So with that, want to be monogamous? I mean, you want to have a a monogamous relationship? I think you guys should work on having a relationship. Yeah. And not worry about being monogamous or titling it. Go out, see where you are, date. Yeah. Enjoy each other. Go to the movies. Go to a play. Go to, you know, go get frisbees. Go get kites. Go to the park. Whatever the hell it is. Go sailing. Go jet skiing. Go whatever it might be. Go do and see where you guys end up having fun as two best friends. Intimacy will be there. We've, we've, we saw it before. Yep. You can hold off so long before the, be, be, before the balloon's going to pop. And if, if if it's meant to be intimate, 
it's going to happen and it will be explosive for you. Yeah. It will blow your mind. Right. But, and then you can go captivate, you know, get a grip on that after that happens. But worry just about having fun. The fact that you've gone so slow so far is amazing. Yeah. You're halfway there. Yep. You're more than halfway there. I mean, we had a conversation about, I think it was the other day about going out and meeting somebody and, you know, having a one night stand. And I said, oh, you went to the, uh, that show, the date, the blind date yes. show. Updating. Yes. And I said, what, you know, what happens after they win? They go, oh, you know, they decide if they want to go, you know, out, you know, go, you know, go hook up that night. And I go, <laughs> well, I mean, I've done that in my life a thousand times, but that doesn't mean that that's the, the word they think. Cause no, no one that you meet, you know, at six o'clock and you hook up at, at 11 o'clock is really around uh, four months later. It, it doesn't happen. You know, you, it's rare for you, sure. You burn the candle at both ends for, you know, the first four or five days or seven days. And the next thing you know, you're down to, you burned out the bottom of that candle. So you get a new candle and you got one wick <laughs> and you burn that candle down to, you know, to where it's nothing over the next two weeks. It takes you a while. And then by week three, you go, it's like, Hey, I'm not even into the scent. <laughs> <laughs> Candle doesn't light. I can't forget light. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't like the scent of it did light. Yeah. So it it you know you got to let it. You really for the best relationships. And 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 if our parents told us this when we were young. We didn't want to listen because our hormone our hormones are, were were moaning that. You know it's it, it it was a lose no matter who, who tried to control us to try to you know give us the right direction. Right. But the answer is. Really get to know each other, be friends, and really decide if you just like each other's touch. Where you, and you got to get past the, as much as the infatuation period is fantastic. Look, I love dating someone new. Some people say that's why I go out with someone new every seven days. It's always someone new. <laughs> <laughs> it's never a bad experience. Yeah. You know, but ultimately, at the end of day, you know, come day eight, everybody's like, where'd it go? And, and was it me? And then, you know, their self worth and, you know, all this stuff. You know, it gets played into it. Yeah. Take your time. Really find out if you guys want want to be friends and want to hang out and let it grow. And, and you might have a better shot meeting the person that's really going to be um, someone to, to share your life with and experiences. Right. And you're not going to lose much by just seeing. I mean, mm -hmm. like think about just tomorrow or think about the next week going forward. Mm -hmm. Don't think about like the end game, the long game. Just Take us just just go see if you guys like each other to enjoy each other's company and growing together and talking. Right. Just where you find yourselves talking, 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 talking. Even even when he's stressed, even when he's working around the clock, even when he's trying to make his rent, learn about all these pains and all these frustrations while you're single, basically. Yeah. Yep. Because he's then going to know that he can depend upon you to be there when these things are going on. It's going to have a whole different level of, 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 of intimacy. Cause it, even finance is a very intimate thing. Yeah. You get into someone's finances and their struggles and their pains. That's intimate. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's, there's a balance too, because I think mentioning the toxic relationship with alcohol is interesting because it's beautiful that you want to support him, right? Mm -hmm. We want to support the people that we love. Mm -hmm. But that also is something you're not going to come in and like be the solution for. Mm -mm. That's going to be something internal with him that will have to work out over time. And you'll see. With him. And then you'll really see if it is worked out before you really get too knee deep well, into it. And even, you know, I mean, you guys, you guys have known each other forever. You could still be friends. You could still, there's so many options here, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily like worry. I, I think like just go out and see if it's even a thing regardless, mm -hmm. but then just don't think you're going to come in and be the superhero that all of a sudden saves him from his alcohol you're, problem. You're, you're not, you're, you're not Superman and don't even, don't even go down that road. Right. You're, that's you're what not, I'm saying. Yeah. Don't be the savior. And don't let that be like more of a reason to want to go into this relationship. Yes, you can provide help. And I think that's, you know, everybody can use some help. But I just wanted to draw that distinction as to- Absolutely. We're not saying go for it and then solve this, but, you know, this is something maybe to address as a friend or just support regardless relationship or friendship mm -hmm. and just see how that develops. Yeah, perfect advice. I agree with that. Okay, two more. 
Okay. Are we going to ch- change it? Justin knows something. Yeah. Hello, Father Knows Something. Hello. <laughs> I love the podcast and thought my unique relationship may be something you can weigh in on. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to weigh in. I'm not a great writer, so bear with me. I'm bearing. <laughs> okay. I but am not a- overbearing. I had to do it. I'm just going to skip over that. Um, I'm a 27-year-old female from the U.S. I am currently dating a 27-year-old male in Switzerland. We met on holiday and have been dating about six months now. Before I met my current partner, I was married to someone I was with for 10 years. The timeline from my divorce to when I met my current partner was quite close. I personally don't feel I moved on too soon, as my marriage was over for years before it actually ended. However, my family has not had time to get over my ex, and they are not happy with my current situation. I'm living in my parents' basement for now, and they are very upset that I got a divorce and they refuse to accept my boyfriend. He is visiting me in March for two weeks, and I don't know how to get my family on board. We do have an Airbnb, so I'm not bringing him into their home, but I would like for them to meet him and at least give him a chance. But my mom has made it clear that she won't be nice to him. She doesn't like that he's European and thinks we're stupid for entering a doomed relationship. My boyfriend and I are aware of the gravity of our situation, but we love each other and have decided we both really want to try and make this work, however that looks for us. The plan is I will move to him eventually, but we are planning on just visiting back and forth when we can until that is possible. He makes me happier than anyone ever has. He treats me with kindness and acceptance that I've never experienced. My ex-husband was extremely emotionally abusive. The question is, do you think I have him meet my family while he is here or do I keep him to myself this trip? I don't want to subject him to potentially unkind treatment. I'm struggling because I want him to be able to know my family, but with the way my family, specifically my mom, has reacted, I don't believe they deserve to know him yet. She has been extremely cruel and said a lot of hurtful things about my boyfriend and I, so I just don't know how to handle this situation. It's causing a lot of tension in my household and relationship. For a little more background, my mom has basically implied that I'm a prostitute because he's spending money to come here. She stated that I'm too ugly for him. She has told me he looks like my brother and I'm sick for wanting to have sex with my brother. He doesn't look like my brother. I don't even know why she would say that. She's told me he's just using me to mail him things from America. She won't even refer to him as my boyfriend. She tells family and friends he's just my friend because this can't be a real relationship. The list goes on and on, and a lot of it has been quite damaging to my self-esteem. I really don't know what to do or how to handle this going forward. Well, I have a couple of thoughts that, that, that hit me at different points of, of your story. First story, you met your husband when you were 17. The only guy you really knew was, theoretically, for most of your, your life, was your husband. Yes. Um, now, and he's abusive. He has controlling, different, obviously was not the right guy, or you would still be there. Right. So the first thing for your parents to really recognize if he was the right guy You'd still be there. <laughs> Logical. Yeah, okay. for sure. Now, the fact that you, you know, it was Sunday night and Monday you met the guy from Switzerland. And I'm, I'm and obviously I'm being a little sarcastic. Yes. But you didn't give your chance. And, and he's a wonderful guy. I mean, he's, he's a jewel because he is, you know, respecting you. He's not abusing you. He's sharing his thoughts with you. And you guys, through this this period of um, of nudeness, because it is new, yes, that that's when the relationships are their best. And you haven't really had a lot of experience with other men to see if there is another man that might also, you know, treat you this way, and that you can also enjoy his, his you know, his mind and whatever. But I'm not even pushing you down that road. Let's just stay with the fact that you found a guy that might be Mr. Magic, and he may be the guy. And what do I do about my parents? 
your parents are already set up for destruction. Yes. They're not going to give him the time of day. You, you have to have the time with him first to see where you go without bringing any other entities or drama into this relationship. So my advice to you right now is, look, mom and dad, I love you guys, but I'm going to keep this guy until I figure out really where we're going. I'm going to respect you enough not to, not to force you to see him, engage with him. Let, maybe you're right. And I'm going to give it some time and see where we go. Yeah. And take it with that approach and see him. Do whatever you may, may want to do with him. It's your, you're an adult. Go enjoy yourself and continue to see where it goes and take it slow. Don't rush it. If you don't think your parents are terrified that this guy's going to sweep you off your feet and take you back and never, never bring you back to our country, yes, they are. They are terrified they're going to lose their, their daughter to someone who's going to sweep in from Switzerland, take you off to the place where accountability is only hidden within the banks, and, <laughs> and, and, and you're gone. Yeah. So you gotta, you got to you know, weigh some of these thoughts that a parent may go through. And you are 27 now. You are a woman. You've been through a lot, of, a lot of these experiences in your 10 years with your husband. I don't know if you had any children that are because you don't mention this. I, yeah, have, I right. haven't heard a thing about children. If there's grandchildren, your parents are terrified about breaking the family up, and more importantly, taking their grandchildren back to Switzerland. There's issues. There's problems. There's all kinds of things to to deal with. And you're way too early even to confront any of that. True. However, if you didn't meet a guy from Switzerland, they wouldn't be having any of these conversations. And if you met a guy from, you know, from, you know, from, you know, five miles away and you're dating someone new, you may not have the issues that you are having if he was a nice fella and he wasn't, you know, the possible father of your kids, if you have kids or the guy that you were with since they were 17, they look at like a son and they may not see the you know the shit that he put you through. Right. They might be abusive themselves, and it just feeds right into it. And it's like, well, that's acceptable. That's okay. You know. Right. People are crazy. We don't know all the different people that are out there that are writing in and what they went through in their life. You know, we we all assume they're they're you know live the life that you know that goes on on here. Right. At right. this residence, it is not. Mm-hmm. It is very different in a lot of cases. So we, we have to be open to that fact as well. So summarizing, and then you get to, I'll, I'll let you follow up and do your summary, is uh, don't introduce them to your parents. Let them come to town. Go do whatever you guys want to do. See how it grows. See, see how life really is. And take this relationship slow. Right. There you go. Okay. So you may have swayed me a little bit because from at what, first- from, from what? I was just thinking, you know, you've been in a 10-year relationship. I didn't really think about the ages. So I'm like, you've been through a divorce. You've had enough time to kind of figure out what you want, but maybe not in the sense that, not in a true sense, because you've only been with one person Mm -hmm. in, in all reality in a serious way. And so I was stuck between like, okay, you've been dating for six months, but you're doing this visiting back and forth yet mentally you're already in a place where you feel like you will move out there. I don't know how much time you guys have actually spent together. <laughs> you have not been able to actually figure out who each other like is. I, I get it. I know what it's like to be in sort of a FaceTime relationship with someone where you live apart, but you talk for hours every night you know, every night, every day you're communicating and yes, you can learn some stuff, but really until you're face to face having experiences or like doing not fun things, like figure out how to, you know, put on uh, an event and clean up everything after or decorate a house or whatever, all the, the boxes you need to check traveling together, you know, this, this kind of thing. Traveling and decorating together. Right. So how much those, of that? Those, those are a sure bet. Well, and, well, by nature, you're traveling when you see each other. But really, though, you know, it seems like when you get out of a relationship, you're very quick to think like, all right, I got to find someone I can talk to every day. I got to find that comfort zone again. 
mm-hmm. when in all reality, it's probably more healthy to rebuild up your foundation and become so independent on your own where you're almost more happy single than you would be in a relationship because then you open yourself up to find something really strong. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to say, you know, maybe. I The other side of this I see as, I think you have some big, big problems to figure out with your mom. Whether this relationship or not, whether this literally is because he's from Switzerland mm-hmm. or it would have happened with the guy down the street from who's five minutes away. Can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. So being the fact that I mean, you, you, you nailed it right on the head and said it more clearly than, than, than I said it. Mm-hmm. They have spent an hours together in person, hours. I said, you don't know, if, when, you, when you're dating someone, it takes a year of being with them daily. Yeah. Daily to really know who they are. Well, daily wait, is a stretch. Wait a minute. Just for the first year of relationship? Let me just get there. Okay. okay. I got you. Give me, give me a little slack. It takes a, at least a year before you really start knowing who they are, where they start dropping their guard. Yeah. That's where the guard starts dropping in that year. Yeah. And then it's the next six months or a year where you really see who they are because they're not trying to camouflage the bullshit anymore. Now, right. now you're starting to get a grip of who they really are. You're doing that, you know, by, you know, three days here, three days there, three days in another month. That's honeymoon. That's all honeymoon relationship. That's where they come to 10. You see, so glad to see you. Rip off our clothes. We go at it like monkeys and we have a great time. Yeah. And you take them to the airport and, oh, honey, I love you. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you. I love you. And they're gone. And then you guys live on fantasies and pictures for the the next six weeks. Somebody flies somewhere. Yeah. You tear each other's clothes off again. And you're doing this honeymoon phase consistently without any growth of daily existence, knowing how you are to, to deal with, with your friends, your mom, your parents don't know you, you don't know them. But to, to bring him into her parents today, they're not even ready for that. Right. Well, right. They don't I mean, even know each other yet, let alone throw, throw the parents in this mix. That's the the goofiest thought that I've ever heard. But no. it would have been a lot healthier if the mom had just said what we just said. Hey, have you considered this? Instead of being like, you're a prostitute. I can't, you're thinking about having sex with your, like all let's, these ridiculous. Let's go back to the word. Remember I said that the, she said the husband was abusive. And I said, the mother may not even understand what abuse is. And she's, ab- and they're abusive. Yeah. That's, that's abusive. They yeah. are they are tearing it down at her. She core. says she's too ugly for him. Who says that to their kid? Uh, horrible person. Instead horrible. of just saying, "Hey, have you thought about that? Maybe, you know, I would, you got out of this and you're jumping in and whatever." I w- I would have said, "You know, mom, but it's it." I go, but thank God I look like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank God I got your face. <laughs> Now I know he'll love me for me and not the way I look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that all right, never mind. I, I like that statement though. It's perfect. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I guess So what is so what is your what is your advice to her? I gave her Well, mind. I, I agree. I think this is not the time. You're just gonna you're like you're doomed if you do this, essentially. You're either gonna resent your family or something you're going to be like it's just a recipe for disaster but really besides this trip i would really consider the other stuff like really think through what am i really looking for do i actually feel this way or am i just kind of in that post-divorce new excitement Mm -hmm. like butterfly phase and I think like the other stories, I would say, just take it slow, mm-hmm. right? And really sit back and be logical. I, I, I believe that to be Over true. lust. Logic over lust. Lust is easy. Lust is fun. But I'm sure I can come up with some, some rhyme for that. But lust, but lust can really get you yeah. under a gun. I, <laughs> I don't know. So that's what we got for Love and What Ifs Part 2. That's it? That's it. Well, I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. I hope you like this week's show. Um, I had a good time you know, with these. I, yeah. I think that uh, if you find a way that this applies to your life, 
and you want to share your comments, certainly we welcome them. And uh, Morgan has slept through the, oh, I see an eye cracked. Mm -hmm. She's cracked <laughs> those eyes open and um, had a good time. So we'll see you next week. Do we have a Patreon? Mm -hmm. Yep. So we will uh, see you shortly in our Patreon. Don't forget, do uh, once, I think it's once every six weeks, four weeks or six weeks, there is a, uh, uh, what do they call it? Group. Group. And the only therapy. way- Group therapy. The only way you get group therapy is by joining Patreon. So please do so and and join us so we can get to know one another a little better. And if you have a story you want to really go live on, that's really what I would love to do on our group is come on with your life story. Let's talk about it. And you can have a back and forth. And we can really do it right because that's really what it's about. So thanks again. And we'll see you next week. And good night for now. Goodbye.